Hey everyone, what you're about to listen to is a preview of a bonus episode that is available on our Patreon. If you like this clip, you can grab the whole episode, as well as years of other bonus content, at www.patreon.com slash lionsledbydonkeys. Well, it's, it's, it's wild that something that was organized by Italians and staffed by the Soviet army turned out bad. <laughs> yeah, the Italian production crew, just to be safe, halfway through, like, switched sides. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, guys, you don't have to do this during the battle scene. It's fake. I mean, that's, you know, the closest that the Italian army is probably as, you know, uh, ever got to actually taking over Stalingrad was this movie. Um, <laughs> so I think we should talk about Red Steiger because Red Steiger rules. Um, yeah. So he 100% looks like Napoleon late in life from every kind of physical description or painting that I've ever seen. He also put on weight for this film because Napoleon is roundly considered pretty overweight by this point of life because remember before the hundred days campaign which waterloo is a part of he's sitting in exile on elba uh just eating and being mad not not uh, not taking not taking the time to really work on his gains you know like it's okay to it, it's okay to bulk but you gotta you gotta be hitting the gym too he's not down there at the beach lifting up heavy rocks and shit yeah, he's not hoisting anymore. And I mean, he was a guy that lived on campaign for like 20 fucking years right. at this point. So now he's just sitting in like a palace on an island eating like banquets, I assume, for every meal. Yeah, like these dudes, like what one thing that is, is you know, that this movie really puts forth uh, to you is like how much you had to fucking walk everywhere. Like if you wanted to go hit those guys with a sword, you had to walk over there and with your sword and they had to walk over to you, too. So like I imagine it's like you know when when you're in the army. This is why I could have never been a soldier back then. I mean, I'm I'm way too lazy to go hit you with my sword. Why don't you come over here a second hit you with my sword? Well, I think that's uh there was like one of those lines I think halfway through the battle where it was essentially just like they're like oh like the 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 French are advancing. I guess we must meet them as is the custom. And it's like yes. And then they just like you know, all right walk over there and fucking hit them with your sword, guys. Like yeah, like and and Napoleon's entire like hope here is. Oh shit! The Prussians are walking this way. Maybe we can defeat. Uh, we can win this battle and walk away before they walk over here. Like it's just, it's, it's, it's like uh, Lord of the Rings. It's just a whole bunch of fucking walking. Yeah, it's uh, it's a story of war, pretty much. Let's walk over there and kill one another. Maybe we'll live long enough to walk away from it. Um, now I, I do think it's it, Rod Steiger is kind of awesome. Um, he was a guy, he was like probably one of the first actors that I've ever seen account, uh, like an account of openly talking about his struggle with mental, mental illness. Cause he had like pretty bad depression. Uh, like he openly talked about in the press that sometimes he just didn't want to get out of bed for weeks. And if like, if he thought he could have got away with it, he would have laid in bed and shit himself. <laughs> Because, Wait, I'm like, sorry, is this the actor or just Napoleon himself? This is, this is the guy who played Napoleon, okay. Rod Steiger. Um, he... And I mean, he was a very well-known actor until this point. He played Benito Mussolini as well. Uh, man, man loves the tyrant. I mean, I remember him getting like, uh, like just seeing like I think he was in the Longest Day. Um, I know he was in. Uh, he was one of the gangsters and on the waterfront. Like he was a fairly 
like you know, I just remember watching a lot of like older movies, and it would be like, and Ron Ste- or Rod Steiger, um, is like Rod, Rod Steiger also acted in a film funded and uh and 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 pitched to him by uh, Momar Gaddafi <laughs> <laughs> called The Lion of the Desert. Hell yeah, um, which Love is honestly well, you know, re- kind of great. We, we really need like a you know Gaddafi zinger for lions. Like every time he pops up somewhere. Like we need- so yeah, we we now officially have the Napoleon to to, to Muammar Gaddafi connection. Yeah, like, wait, no, um, uh, Gaddafi. <laughs> But despite all of this, Rod Steiger was not really known as being someone who's a great actor. Pretty much everyone thought he was a hammy, over the top hack. Um, after he got older. Um, pro- he he constantly attempted to change his li- lines. Now, the good thing is he was never a dick to his co-stars. He seems like he was specifically a dick to directors, which we can all support. Um, like he would tell people constantly, um, uh, like, I don't really like this line. I'm going to change it. And then when they'd be like, yeah, Rod, don't do that. They'd start rolling. He would just do it anyway. Um, <laughs> though my love- person... I, I love, I, I absolutely love this very, uh, very, you know, Brando-esque, you know, just like, can you do this thing? He's like, no, but you've already paid me. So I'm going <laughs> to, so you can't, you can't get rid of me. My personally, my favorite example of this is he was, um, uh, doing a stage play, uh, for an Armenian director named Ruben Mamolian. Um, it was Oklahoma <laughs> and he, a- so absolutely. He, yeah. He was uh, Steiger was doing his uh, his very strange. So he acts like he's very hammy. Like he chews the he's, scene. He moves his hands a he's lot. He's very theatrical. Like he's just yeah. he's just very yeah. like it's, he's a stage actor. Yeah, yeah. And that's not at all what he wanted. Uh, what Molian wanted, uh, and he warned him multiple times. Like, hey, could you could you not do that? Um, and at one point, he was Steiger was apparently so fucking pissed off at being told what to do by again the director. Um, that he just r- loudly started chewing a fucking apple in the background of someone else's scene. <laughs> and Mamoyan yelled at him and said, get out of my theater, get out of my life, and fired him on the spot. <laughs> oh, I, but even, be- even better than that, and this happened multiple times in this film, um, and he thought that Steiger believed because he was Napoleon, if he was in a scene, he needed to be at the center of every scene in Waterloo, which, okay, fair enough. But the director occasionally disagreed with that. Like, if, if Napoleon was in a scene, he wanted it to be a close-up on Napoleon, the center, the emperor, all this other stuff. And I kind of get where Steiger is coming from. Um, however, when the director disagreed, Steiger would just take his pants off. <laughs> Because then, it, because then it would force the director to zoom in and cut. <laughs> dude, and, I've I've never heard of a dude rocking harder. Than <laughs> he fucking rules, man. Um, and even better than that, like he loved this movie despite. So every single person you see in a role in this film was not the first choice. Because they approached multiple people for this movie and they're like, no, that's going to do terrible. I want no part of this. Well, I mean, like, like, you know, I also can imagine, like, you know, once again, this is kind of like, you know, fairly well, like in the middle of the Cold War. Like, I can't imagine that most like, you know, because I know like a lot of stars during this period did do like, you know, spaghetti westerns and such. Right. And those like, you know, were fairly successful and like having, you know, gone on. to. But I can imagine that when it's like, 
oh no, we're like, you know, partnering with this Italian director to go film something in the in Ukraine. Like, you know, I could see where maybe a lot of people would be like, nah, the uh the McCarthy blacklist was like immediately it was like ten years ago. I'm not gonna make that choice. Yeah, and that's another thing that Steiger was staunchly opposed to was all of that shit. Like he uh he talked about it endlessly, like how fucked up it was. He called Charlton Heston like America's most uh, beloved fascist. <laughs> like this dude fucking rules, man. He was married like five times too, of course, because you know he was an actor back. I was going to say that that's uh, just like every guy in Hollywood, like between 1955 and 1975. He uh, he ruled as much as anybody in Hollywood to this point, which of course made everybody else hate him. Like Humphrey Bogart, per- like personally said he was a fucking terrible actor. Which, like, Humphrey Bogart wasn't a good actor either. I understand, you know, every director and every other actor being like, fuck this guy. But as somebody who does not have to deal with that, this guy fucking rules. Because you're in Hollywood, fuck you. I'm sorry your life is hard as you act on screen and make lots of money. Go fuck yourself. I hope this man takes his pants off forever. Yeah, I mean, and even after that, like, he gained weight for this role. um, And because, you know, we said that, like, uh, Joaquin Phoenix looked absolutely nothing like Napoleon, and I still stand by that. They didn't even attempt to make him look like yeah. Napoleon. And that is Joaquin Phoenix, a man who gained weight and pretended to be like a hip hop guy for like a year to try to get oh, into yeah. a role. Yeah, I forgot about that. Like yeah. he he is not above doing shit like that, but Steiger did it despite not even being asked to do so. <laughs> <laughs> and he learned how to ride a horse. Okay. Which barely even showed up in the movie. Yeah, um, and there's a re- there's a reason for that. So if you see someone shot like they are sitting on a horse, but you don't see the horse, yes, yes, I, pe- I have that green screen. It was very it, it, obvious green screen. It was very obviously green screened, and like um, what they did is they literally just had him sit on a box and they move the box yes. around. <laughs> they're really, they're literally. It just, I, I'm surprised they moved the box. It looked like they were just kind of. Because like all the horses in the back would be going at a certain like, oh, we're riding into battle and all the horses are right. And then these guys would just be kind of like slowly like gyro stabilized right. Britishmen. Yeah. Well, I love it. My my favorite one, though, just like quickly of everyone who gets shot is the one the one British general who's kind of like, uh, you know, is not wearing a uniform. He's just like wearing like formal the like, black top hat yeah, and he just like he gets shot in the top hat and then topples over. Like it's not even that he gets like. <laughs> It doesn't even show him getting just shows him getting shot in the top at and then he just like just falls to the ground. It's just like, huh, that his, his, that's actually on a top hat. That's just the shape of his skull. Yeah, he's, he's actually like a cone headed like Englishman. Like, you know, his brain just goes up with the pipe of the top <laughs> yeah, hat. Just, just like the beef eaters with their big furry hats. Yeah. It's all head up. There. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, they're alien race. Or it's like one of they, one of those drawings. Like you know, if like uh, one of the M and M's had bones or something like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what if the hamburger helper hand had innards? Yeah. 